through the written word and the spoken word, may we come to know your living word, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. On the occasion of his 68th birthday, writer and editor Kevin Kelly published 68 bits of unsolicited advice offered as a sort of a present to himself. This curated list of wisdom that he had earned in the 68 years so far. It was a pithy list. It had proverb-like nuggets filled with a mixture of silliness like don't trust all-purpose glue and never get involved in a land war in Asia as well as some pretty practical advice such as don't say something about someone in an email that you would not be comfortable saying to them directly because eventually they will read it but hidden in his plethoric list of advice to consider are some real gems and stay with me here several of these really help highlight the message from today's gospel the story of Jesus in the first hours after his resurrection well that was surely not Kevin Kelly's intention I'm taking some liberties let's walk through a few of these and let's see how it turns out our dearly beloved disciple Thomas was definitely not in the right place at the right time with the other disciples when Jesus came and stood among them as they gathered in fear and anguish behind the locked doors, I believe surely trying to make a plan about what was to come next after the events of Good Friday. And as impossible as it seemed, Jesus was back from the dead, and there was great, great rejoicing. But dear, sweet Thomas missed it altogether. Rightfully so, let's give him some credit. He had a hard time believing what everyone else had seen for themselves. He just couldn't process what they were telling him. He needed to see the impossible to believe the impossible. While the text phrases his so-called doubt as a statement, it was really a question. How can I believe what you're telling me when I haven't been as lucky as you guys have? to see it with your own two eyes. He needed more information. So he followed one of Kevin Kelly's nuggets of wisdom. Don't be afraid to ask a question that may sound stupid because 99% of the time everyone else is thinking the same question and is too embarrassed to ask it. Thomas wasn't afraid to ask for proof of this incredulous miracle of resurrection. Perhaps you, surely me, would have fallen into that 99% category as well, needing that proof of the miracle. And because of Thomas, and because of the way that this gospel tells the story, we can relate to Thomas. Maybe if it were you, surely if it were me, I would need the same thing that Thomas needed. Faith has plenty of room for questions, and God is certainly God enough to make space for our most honest questions, even the ones that 99% of us are too afraid to ask. When it was Thomas's turn to learn firsthand of Jesus' resurrection, he followed another one of, Ka of Kelly's pearls of wisdom. I can't, it's like fortuitous. Show up. Keep on showing up. 
Somebody successful said 99% of, of success is just showing up. When the disciples gathered again, oh, Thomas was there. He made sure to be there that time. He showed up. Even in the face of what some call doubt, I personally like to reframe Thomas from a doubter to someone who is having a quite normal cognitive dissonance with an unheard of bodily resurrection. Doesn't really have the same kind of ring to it as doubting Thomas does, but he still showed up. I'll bet he was pretty nervous. I would have been nervous. He had missed the big reveal the first time. Maybe he had butterflies in his stomach just thinking about the fact that Jesus was not dead anymore, and what could that possibly mean? And yet he still showed up. The authorities, they were red hot after orchestrating a public execution of a rabble-rouser who cast some doubt among the people of who might really be the king. And Thomas still showed up. All the disciples, in fact, still showed up to plan for the next right steps. How many times have we backed away from a challenge instead of just showing up to face it head on? But they didn't just show up, did they? They took a stand. Our reading from Acts shows their fortitude and their commitment in the wake of the authorities trying to root out all those rabble-rouser Jesus followers. Well, Kevin Kelly's got some advice that they surely followed some 2,000 years before he had the fortitude to pin it. You are what you do, not what you say, not even what you believe, not how you vote, but what you spend your time on. They were a resolute bunch in the face of intimidation and fear, and they held their ground, and they continued to witness to Jesus. They continued to witness to the resurrection, and for many of them, it would end up costing them their lives. Jesus' death was surely very frightening to them. And his resurrection was such a bold and unexpected event that those disciples had metaphorical and also real targets on their backs. Yet they continued to be people who witnessed to who Jesus was and what it meant to be one of his apostles. They showed up, spending their time in witness. But perhaps the most significant piece of advice from Kevin Kelly is found in this last little nugget of wisdom. Extraordinary claims should require extraordinary evidence to be believed. Our gospel reading today closes with what many scholars refer to as the purpose of John's gospel, that the evidence found in Jesus' ministry was so important that it was included in the story, so that we, all these years later, who learn of it, will also believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, we also live in the name of Jesus. And the fact that we are still retelling that story over 2,000 years later is testament to the fact that this extraordinary claim of resurrection required evidence to be believed. We are now the people who are called to provide the evidence, to witness to that extraordinary act of our Savior. As we take each step of our journey through Holy Week and into this glorious 
50 days of Easter, we are witnessing to our Savior. We are Easter people. We join with the disciples as a witness to the resurrection. Will we keep this to ourselves behind the closed doors of 7th Street? Or will we have come to believe and therefore will share Jesus with the world so that all might have life in his name? Amen.